0: Hello and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is. A Beyonce reference? Yeah, Halo. Uh, My name (laughs) is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow host, Andrew Hovecamp. Don't like the order, but how's it going, guys? Uh, Jacob Pretty. Hello there this evening. And uh, Kevin Reynolds. Happy to be here. Be sure to uh, follow us on the instant grams and the twitters and uh, the TikToks. Uh, we don't do TikTok, um, <laughs> nor do we do Facebook. But we all have Facebooks, and we all uh, tend to use them sometimes. I,
1: I, I have a question. I thought all of these were Facebooks.
0: Well, they're all they're all well, the, forms of LinkedIn.
2: We have, a, we have a Facebook page on Twitter. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So it's a, it's our Facebook Twitter page.
0: Facebook, Twitter page, and then our LinkedIn, Instagram's page. Um, we'll just we'll have to get a Snapchat, TikTok soon.
3: We should get a Clubhouse account too. I've got that.
2: Is that like uh, a Mickey? I've Mickey's tried Clubhouse? Clubhouse. Is that a I Disney just, thing? Yeah, it's a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse.
0: Mickey Mouse
1: Clubhouse. Is that what Justin Timberlake did? Anyways,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, be sure to follow us on all the things. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, listen to us uh, whenever you want to. Um, you know, have a, have a have a bourbon on us uh, tonight. I am having a glass of Basil Hayden's. Um, it was a gift from uh, my co workers once again. Thank you, Leslie, for picking out some, some really good, really good bourbons. Um, Basil Hayden's, I have had multiple times in the past, it is always very drinkable, um, very accessible. It's the same mash bill I found out as one of my favorite bourbons, Old Granddad. Um, so, yeah,
2: I'm having a good time. Kevin, what are you drinking? Guys, it is episode 20. Uh, I never thought we'd make it this far, and uh, to celebrate, I'm having a a ten year old bourbon, uh, the single barrel Henry McKenna.
3: Ooh, where'd you um, find
2: it? I found it at a store, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, uh, can I? Uh, how many of these can I buy?" And they were like, "As many as you want." And then I was like, "Well, I'm taking all three of them then." He's... So I bought three bottles of Henry McKenna ten year, um, the single barrel, which is phenomenal. It's a bottled and bond. It's a hundred proof. I'm drinking barrel number 10,262, which was barreled on November 16th, 2009. So I thought that was a particularly interesting, uh, you know, celebratory bourbon. You don't find it that often. It's not terribly expensive. Um, but he it, was it in is high school a, still.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he was in high school still. Yep, that's And that's, that's amazing when this went in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Huff Camp and I, I, and I actually we were in true. college together and there are all kinds of stories that we won't tell about 2009 and how strange that year was for oh,
1: 2009.
2: Yeah, all of us. Um, but yeah I'm happy to be drinking this today on episode 20. Hove, uh, what are you drinking? Uh,
1: first, I'd like to appreciate that where you got it was so secretive like you feel like you found something that you are totally unwilling to share it with even pretty Flynn and myself. You just got it at a store. No one will know, and you are going to try to hold this McKenna.
2: Uh, I, I I cannot um, – I'm 99% sure it was the Independence, Kentucky, Kroger liquor store. Like it wasn't some <laughs> super secret location. It was just like, why is this here? <laughs> some and, random Kroger. <laughs> and how is this, how is this allowed? Um, and how is no one – like I, I, I did one of those things where you look to your left and right, and you're like – Am like, I in okay. the matrix? I was like – no, I was just like – You know, I hope no one is going to watch me take all three of the remaining bottles of this and get mad at me. Um, But I ran to the cash register (laughs) with them. I was really excited to do it. Sounds like what happened
1: when I bought that that Eagle Rare. It was just grab and go. Um, But I'm actually drinking uh, something a little bit exciting myself. I mentioned last time that uh, I made a trek to the Kentucky Artisan Distillery, the home of Jefferson's, uh, where I picked up a delicious, uh, you know, collaboration of, of rye and bourbon. Uh, but they also have been doing some fun things um, and experimenting with different woods uh, for the barrels. And this one is Jefferson's Experiment number 10. <clears throat> it is wood experiment uh, with a custom 60-gallon, uh, which is 7 gallons more than the typical standard, standard. Uh, courtesy of okay. Pretty's Fun Facts. Uh, it is a French and American hybrid oak barrel with a low, deep-impact toast profile. Um, It's 92 proof. Very, very drinkable. Um, You're not going to find much of this, so I feel like buying it at the distillery was about the only way that I could have found it. Um, And it's it's delightful. Um, I'm really jealous that you're getting to drink it. (laughs) Very smooth. It comes in such a small bottle, I'm not going to drink all of it. I'm going to try to uh, switch to Cooper's Craft here in a little bit, but... Um, I mean, it's it's a very unique flavor, um, and you can I, I honestly can can kind of taste a little bit of that oakiness in there um, that I think that that hybrid is actually uh, bringing out a little bit.
0: Question: Did the the, the bottles come like like two hundred milliliter bottles in like a a cardboard kind of thing? Well, it was on a shelf, but it is a two hundred milliliter bottle. Okay, okay, because I think that I have actually had a couple of the Jeffersons. Um, uh, uh, wood experiments. Um, a, a friend of ours, Nick. Uh, yep, that's exactly. Yep, he brought it over, and I actually tried um, a few of them. They're very, very, very good,
2: actually. So, yeah, quite, quite. Yeah, delightful. I'm holding. I'm holding batch nine in my hand. Um, was when w- told me he, to, like on yeah, the side the it says nine. Um, no, I'm. I've got number ten as well. Okay. So yeah, and this is. You know, on the label, it says ridiculously small batch because they only make this once a year and they only sell it in very small, you know, little bottles. And I bought one for my dad and one for me because they're just 200 milliliter bottles. And um, I've been keeping them because it's a collector's item. And Huff Camp just went ahead and opened one. And I'm really jealous because I've been staring at this bottle. I'm for also pretty
1: sure I noticed it last week that the distiller autographed that collaboration bottle. And I don't care. The bourbon was made to be drank. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to sit here with delicious bourbons. uh, Yeah, you open bourbons. (laughs) You do that. Uh, But, Pretty, what are you sipping on? I imagine if you're true to form, it will be worse than
3: us three. I mean, yeah, it is worse, but it's not, like, (laughs) that much worse. Uh, But, no, I actually, uh, I was looking at my stash, and I was like, oh, you know, I, uh, I've I've got some, I, I'm kind of at that por- point that you were at a couple weeks ago, Hove Camp, where I've got enough bottles that still have a little bit left that I gotta finish them off before I should go and get more. So, uh, I'm actually, uh, working on the Woodford Reserve rye, the Green Label rye tonight. Nice. Um, it's like a really smooth rye. Flynn, you actually, uh, introduced me to this, I think, and, uh. Very nice. I like it.
1: I don't necessarily recommend doing it with that particular whiskey, but one of the things that I did to move it along was to drink faster during the podcast, and that way you (laughs) get through the bottles a little bit more. Yeah. Um so feel free to take that. That's a that's Is a little that insider not what trick. we've been doing all along. <laughs>
3: I mean if you have been what you do all the I've time. I've been
0: buying bottles of bourbon and I've been uh drinking them but also not finishing them off because I, I like to keep a little bit um for future or, you know, the the tougher to find stuff for like letting people like you all try them. Um And they have been uh, stocking up in my bar so much that I actually found a corner in my basement to start hiding some of these bottles so that Lauren doesn't uh, freak out too much that I have 19 open bottles of bourbon in my house. Um good She told, doesn't listen. Don't tell her that. Yeah, don't tell right her that. Yeah, They're in the corner of the basement. The yeah, it's my money. I can do it. And I just got a new job, and I only am getting a raise so I can buy more bourbon. That's the only reason I accepted this job. Oh, so, God. good yeah. to know. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight uh, we are uh, having three segments for you. We're going to go into a nerd debate first. And then we're going to go into my least favorite segment, Flynn's Favorite Films. been a while. And then we're going to play a game uh, where I get to embarrass these guys a little bit more. So um, let's take it away with Nerd Debate. Nerd
3: Debate. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, this is a nerd debate. Uh, We've done these several times, but this is kind of our way to, uh, uh, if anything comes to mind over the weeks or years or days of what is on our mind, uh, what's something uh, that we'd like to get the other's opinions on, uh, we bring it, present it to the uh, other co host here, and uh, then essentially the one who asked the question gets to decide who wins. Usually based on who presents the best argument However, sometimes uh, People like to be all sneaky And just try to, you know Read people's minds or stuff like that But anyways, uh, tonight's Nerd Debate Hovecamp is going to kick us off first So Hovecamp, what you got for us?
1: I am, I'm going to kick us off And uh, it's going to be kind of a, an interesting topic here um, We're talking about fictional universes And we, we talk a lot about individual universes And all this kind of stuff But I'd like to compare the general feeling um, that you get when you uh, enter these universes at the time of the main story. So um, when, you know, what you can kind of choose the, the decades or the, the generations, but, you know, Star Wars, when the movies are taking place, um, Game of Thrones, when the show is taking place maybe a little bit beforehand, um, all of these places, because they're movies, arise in times of conflict. So none of them I would deem as safe. But I would like to know which one is the most dangerous of all of these fictional universes at the time of um, at the time of the, the films, and I would also like you to kind of put yourself in the universe in an in an honest way. So like, Pretty is some type of a bard. Kevin, you know, Flynn is some kind of like cook um, at an inn. Um, Kevin is a failed actor in Essos, obviously. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm like the most random hedge knight that no one's ever heard of, and I think that that would be uh, where we all kind of fit in. So, which one is the most dangerous uh, for for your your lifestyle, your normal normal non heroic life? Is this only films? No, I was assuming Harry Potter books would be in there. I was assuming okay. um, the, the world of Ice and Fire is obviously in there. Any any fictional universe um, that you think that the
2: pods would be aware of in some detail. I'll start recognizing that uh, I'm making a mistake uh, if my goal is to win this debate because HuffCamp is the judge. But um, top of mind right now is the the Dragon Ball Z universe. (laughs) So if you watch Dragon Ball Z... Essentially, the entire existence of of um, these people on Earth. Um, uh, There are now these creatures from another land that are uh, Saiyan race, which is a race of, of humanoid aliens that have tails like monkeys who turn into giant gorillas uh, when there's a full moon, like King Kong-style gorillas, uh, unless you cut the tail off. And um, basically, constantly there is some alien force coming coming to Earth to murder the entire planet. And you have to rely on these champions who are, Trained fighters who have studied, and these are people all the way from like, you know, a four foot tall uh, bald dude named Krillin who has just studied martial arts his whole life, but has no real powers. The same way some of the aliens do, and then like aliens who have the ability to take on multiple forms to defend themselves with energies and and you know all these different fighting styles and. Basically, if you're a regular human, if you're a failed actor in the Dragon Ball Z universe, you're just constantly like those the men and women in uh, Thebes when Hercules gets to town. It's like, first there was the flood, and then there was the fire, and then there was the plague of locusts, and then there were the earthquakes. No, no, no.
3: The flood came after the fire.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But before the hurricane, you know, so, I mean, it was like... That's what their whole life is. It's just constantly these things, you know, it's like the MCU where it's these alien powers coming in to make their make regular humans' lives hell, except for it's ten times worse because there's never peacetime. Um, every time the villain leaves, it's like, oh my gosh, how did we survive this? Most of us didn't. Let's collect Dragon Balls to wish our friends back to life. And then as soon as they do that, it's like, oh wait, another more powerful villain's coming. So I think the Dragon Balls universe is probably the worst interesting okay uh, the reason that that Kevin is likely to lose this debate is because
1: I now know only what he described as Dragon Ball Z is now my Dragon Ball Z
2: knowledge so yeah um, I, I chose to sacrifice the the win to give our um, listeners the pods some some real talk about what the right answer should be
1: I also think that uh, that could be a gross, Overestimation of the capabilities of Flynn and Pretty in these debates and Kevin is still very much in the running.
0: <laughs> but
1: but let's see what we got very here. Flynn, argument, you were about to, to
0: say some words. Yeah, I'm, I'm between two and I think that uh, one... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, it's the Matrix. Uh, the human race is already completely enslaved by robots um, and, you know, the robots will absolutely kill anyone that tries to... Uh, overtake them, and if you do somehow get out of the Matrix, become unenslaved, then you are just forging war against uh, droves of robots that are just trying to find and kill you. Um, So I think that has to be the most dangerous of all of the universes out there, because there are very few humans that are not enslaved, and so your life is either Super dangerous Forging an impossible war Or You're already enslaved and don't know it So it has may, to be that
1: You may have to correct me Aren't the slaves like unaware of their enslavement while they're Yeah in the yeah so you, you okay. don't know That's you're a slave
0: But that doesn't mean
2: you're not enslaved I'm with you. you We've already lost the battle Okay but isn't that somewhat offset By the ability to Program yourself into knowing kung fu In a matter of seconds but then, like so that. So if
0: if you're able to do that, you're already in the most danger you could possibly be because you're out of the Matrix and then in your real life are being hunted by robots. Yeah, but the life you have is amazing. Not, no. Your your life is pretty terrible. You can program yourself within the Matrix, but you have to then get into the Matrix and then fight off um, uh uh, what's what's the Scions. guy's name? Yeah, the, the actor. Oh, the, what's the guy's uh, actor? Hugo
3: Weaving. Hugo Weaving.
0: <laughs> sure, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you fight, yeah, you have to fight. Yeah, you have to fight out him, and that's that's also not a fun existence. So
1: uh, you got to fight Flynn, Hugo Weaving. Flynn, would you rather be uh, blissfully unaware that you're enslaved in the Matrix, or very much aware and fighting an impossible war against robots?
0: <laughs> that is a great, great question, um, man. Probably blissfully unaware, but.
2: If I then became aware, then I wouldn't choose that so I'll, I'll give I'll give Flynn this isn't isn't what happens at the end of the third movie that it was like he was sort of the one but he wasn't the one to set us free he was the one to basically kill off everyone and yeah and then we all lose yeah yep yeah. I mean so that's you know uh, religious there religious, is no good uh, outcome with uh, symbolism the aside. like there, there is absolutely no
0: good outcome like like being enslaved forever without knowing or being uh, then woken up uh, and then you're in this hellscape post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic world that is awful to live in. So, I mean, I, I, I would not choose any life within the matrix universe. Mm. All right. Mm. Pretty.
3: Okay. Uh, I got to give a shout out. We need to talk about Dragon Ball Z more on this pod. I, I got you, Kevin. Bring bring all the DBZ it's knowledge. Just you Let's two. go. So I was gonna say it's just you and me. Do it. Yeah. Why don't you guys and just, Dragon Ball we'll Z. Just do, the podcast. We'll just do
1: another call out debate, and you guys can talk about whatever Dragon Ball Z yeah. stuff you want, and you'll there be you convincing go. two novices, and so
3: you'll really <laughs> have to do a good job. Oh gosh, that'd be a challenge. All right. Well, here's my answer for this. Uh, so first, I want to give a shout out to what I was thinking. Of, I just thought it'd be a funny pick. Um, I was thinking the uh, like Disney universe. Specifically because if I was in, like, Beauty and the Beast, uh, you know, being stuck as Maestro, the organ, for, like, however long the Beast remains cursed, thought that would be hilarious. Uh, but my real answer, though... Um, for an actual shared universe is I'm going with the Mad Max universe. Mm. Uh, And here's why. So in the Mad Max universe, it's a desert wasteland, you know, post-apocalyptic. Everything's like totally run down. Uh, The only time you ever see any type of musician, they are chained up Uh, to a car and are like playing the like, like death metal rock anthem that everyone else is driving to. So I would not want to live a life where I'd be forced into being guitar guy. As shown here in this image, where he's just chained up to these speakers constantly just playing death metal. Um, so that's my answer Mad Max universe. I like how you I had like,
2: a visual aid to your argument. Of course. <laughs> I like to think that that's the speech teacher in Flynn showing up. I like to think that in the Mad Max universe, Pretty still drives a gold Prius.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, okay. i got to protect It's not a gold Prius. My Prius is seafoam green. Thank Oh, you.
2: God. <laughs> okay.
1: Go away. <laughs> uh, this okay. is interesting. I actually was not expecting any of
0: those three answers. So Were you expecting you uh, the Hunger Games because I was considering that as an option? I was. Uh, Hunger Games was on the list for sure. Um, some
1: of the ones like Star Wars where there's just a, an overarching government control. Often can Dude, be, be safe if you just keep your time. head down. Like, Pretty can play in the cantina band and not get shot all the time. Um, but um, I think Pretty would be just fine chained up and playing his guitar. <laughs> Like <laughs> Yeah, he'd have to learn, like, a few different notes, but I think he'd be fine. Um, I, I actually... Feel like I have to give the uh, the nod to Kevin because while I haven't seen Dragon Ball Z, he did compare it to essentially uh, Endgame that that nice six hour double movie there, uh, where I just imagine every thirty minutes once a week is a new ep- like whole Endgame, and that feels dangerous because lots of people die in Endgame. Um, so yeah, so I'll give the nod to Kevin for. Using good comparisons to help me, um, and I also think that being blissfully, we would all be blissfully unaware of the Matrix. None of us are the chosen one. None of us doesn't would have mean any that idea our real lives are
3: completely
2: ruined, and, and we would. Hey, I won. We're moving on. It's dangerous.
1: It's dangerous for our bodies, but if my mind has no idea how dangerous it is, I don't think it's going to be the same as feeling the pain and the fear week in and week out from alien invaders. That that constant fear will will drive me insane. Um, so Whatever, I, I'll give I'll take, I'll take the night to Kevin. I think I, I totally, think you guys chose poorly. I don't. Uh, I appreciate the originality. I think that it was it was. Be- you you are a worse better.
2: judge than Jacob Pretty. No, so, you're yes. a worse host than any of us. You just changed your topic in the show sheet. I did. There I did. Was no
0: prep time. I completely changed my topic. Uh, <laughs> this while, is against the rules. Yeah, I changed my topic. So originally well, my I topic. I don't was feel good. great about either one of your all's next topics either. So Flynn so, just changed it. Yeah, I just changed it. Yeah, um, I just changed it, so it was going to be D and D, and I do want to talk about D and D in an upcoming episode. But um, while That's Dungeons and I don't Dragons know, for people yeah, who Dungeons don't play D and D, sorry, <laughs> my bad. Um, Google it. So while I, while one of you was talking. I oh it was um hopecamp when I was thinking of uh the 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 universes I was thinking about the Marvel universe and the Doctor Who movie, universe and both of those are kind of intertwined in my head right now because I'm watching both Loki and Doctor Who and both of those have to do with time travel. And so my question to you is what TV show or movie has done time travel the best? Is a very difficult topic to pull off. It's a very uh, intricate and and potentially lots of plot holes that Hovecamp and I have discussed at length in other other venues. Um, so, what uh, what uh, medium you know, movie or 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 TV show has done time travel the
2: best? I am so embarrassed by my answer, but the the right answer is the Time Traveler's Wife. I don't know if Very you've true. seen it. You probably haven't because you're Flynn. But I, to everybody who's like me and has seen it or has dated someone who's made them see it, I, I just have to say it is the perfect film for time travel that, that makes sense in the world we live in today. So essentially there's this guy and he's got... Um, he spontaneously travels through time. Something happens where he has these mini episodes where he spontaneously travels through time, but it's the same timeline. So he shows up and, um, you know, essentially while he's this older guy in his mid fifties, he meets this little girl and it's sort of creepy. The fact that they end up becoming friends through their whole life. And then when they meet in the middle when they're both around the same age, they get married, um, and then they have a life together, and she knows that he's a time traveler and that he can't control it. They have, you know, spoilers, but okay, it's Flynn's never going to watch this movie. But, like, they have, they start having kids, and the kids have this time travelers thing. So the kids, while they're in the womb, start time traveling out of it. So they die, and, and there's miscarriages. And, and it was like, this is the most real movie ever about what it would actually be like if someone traveled through time. It's not like the you can't be in the same place at the same time kind of thing because at one point in the movie, the guy who's the main character is at a party and he sees himself later in life dying um, because he got you know impaled or shot or something and then that's what happens. Um, I'm really ruining the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it, but I'll just say that <laughs> yeah, it, <you're> is, like... <laughs> it is so perfectly done in the sense that there's almost no sci-fi to the fact that nothing else in the world is, a, is an issue. Um, they use real science with, like beta blockers and, and to bring back dopamine in another episode to get the to get the babies to stop, you know to, to carry to term and to get him to stop traveling, as often all this stuff right. But it's really really well done. I, again, this is really tough because I'm two out of two, I'm sort of sacrifice bunting my way to a loss, but I'm giving the right answer. The time traveler's wife is the where when it's done the best. Um, that also sounds a little bit uh, like I think it's called about
1: time. With uh, like the British the British version, it sounds a little bit like you know there's a time traveler in the family they can go back and forth. It's passed on the male line. Or whatever. Yeah, but it's it's um, not. It's I know not it's, like different. it's different. I know it's different. I'm just saying there's a slight comparison for a different movie that Flynn hasn't seen. Um, I'm going to go with a maybe. I don't, you could argue it's not time travel, but I think it definitely fits this. Uh, I'm gonna go with the movie Arrival with Amy Adams. And uh, it's a different take on time. And if you've ever read Slaughterhouse 5, which is a great book as well, it's very similar to the take on time in that. Um, but basically, this is gonna be the biggest. I can't tell, I can't do this debate without really spoiling that movie. So if you do have intentions of watching it, and not being spoiled by an awesome ending. Uh, Fast forward to the next debate. Um, But in the movie, basically the aliens in communicating with Amy Adams unlock a new way of looking at time. So Amy Adams is basically able to exist in all facets of her life all the time. Um, And so she is able to kind of live different moments and just be, you know, time is not linear. It's just a bunch of moments collected together and you don't feel bad when someone dies because you can continue to live in all of the moments of your life. Um, and there's some different hiccups that come with that because then she knows the outcome of marriage and kids and people are going to die and, and all of these things, but she just keeps living the life that she knows is going to be lived. Um, so I think that does it the best because it's, it's different than necessarily traveling. Um, but it's also done in an incredible way to tie the whole story together um, and kind of keep it into a, a
3: tight and controlled way. Okay, uh, this is this is a tough one for me because time travel in to- in in movies is one of my favorite topics. Like I will I will absolutely, if a movie has anything to do with time travel, I will totally just watch it just to see what happens with it. Um, and I'm gonna say I love and respect ingame for how they explained it so well. I'm not gonna claim that that is the best movie for time travel um simply because I think it got uh the more that the universe is expanding the more kind of we're seeing a, it, it its thread is being pulled and unraveled more and more
2: they're killing um, it they're yeah. killing it
3: yeah, yeah. Mastercard, my still boy good, it's still loki's
0: Loki, the Loki show is kind of killing it
3: i i'm I'm enjoying it though like I'm loving it I'm loving it um Always love Back to the Future. Literally, I think it's one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Probably a top, t- maybe top three, definitely a top five trilogy for me. Uh, but the one I'm going to go with, though, is Interstellar. Uh, Cross, my Nolan, Cross my mind. Cross um, You know, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, it, it, people, it, it doesn't, you don't think of it necessarily as a time travel movie. Uh, because he's actually using real um, science behind, uh, like, the physics with gravity and how uh, being closer to like a black hole would slow down time for you, but uh, for everyone else it would still continue, and how time um, isn't as uh, constant. Necessarily, as we kind of view it, and um, that it is a little bit more flexible in terms of, of uh, when we get out beyond the, the Earth and into space and what happens out there. Uh, so, not going to spoil it totally, but um, basically, Matthew McConaughey goes in space, stuff happens, and um, he finds a way to uh, warn individuals. Um, or uh, some s- to some degree, and uh, Flynn, I think you've seen that with me, or uh, maybe not with me, but I think you've seen it. So I don't think I need to explain it fully to you of what happens because I don't want to spoil it. Because it's a great film, great film. Hope Camp, you and I definitely watched it together, and I remember literally when the like the the twist happened. You like I think we just were both like whoa, just minds blown. Um, if you um, would like,
1: but, if you would like to watch Christopher Nolan actually blow your mind with time, watch Tenet. I know, I
3: still gotta watch that one. Uh, I was going to, I... I I'm so mad because Kat and I were going to watch Tenet the other day. And I feel like Tenet would have been my answer had I watched it the other day. It's an answer you can
1: give, but you have to then explain what happens in Tenet. And that is the tricky part. Can't do it. Can't do it. But I can explain (laughs) Interstellar. I can't do it either. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I've watched it. (laughs) So
3: Interstellar, though, utilizes uh, time travel, not in the sense of someone going back in time, but someone being able to utilize other aspects of reality to influence time. Uh, and being that uh, gravity is more of a constant than time. That's basically the best summary I can give without also, spoiling shout it. Also,
1: out, shout out to uh, Futurama as well.
3: Oh, yeah, Futurama. Great with time travel. <laughs> Actually, really good with it. <laughs> um, so,
0: I, I Kevin, I, I looked up The Time Traveler's Life, um, and it came out in 2009. And while you were describing it, it is a plot point in doctor who and so like like an exact plot point in in doctor who and okay. i looked up which came first and doctor who came out in 2005 and so i think that's a ripoff of that because i mean what you
2: were explaining the, the, happens the basically the exact or the same. film uh
3: the book came out way before
2: that i was gonna say the film is so based on a book, the book which probably came out before 2005 yeah your, it's probably your claims are baseless sir that's fair. <laughs> That's fair.
0: Uh, but but uh, so I am going to give the win to Hove Camp. Um, I, I like the the uh, aspects that all things are happening at once. Um, and it's all happening around us at the same time um i like that aspect of time travel and how, how time is explained i don't like how lots of places think of it as linear and you can go back in time and change the past and stuff like that but it's all kind of happening all at once I'm, I'll, I'll hand the the win to
2: you on that one Dang. if you okay. like that same, same if thing if you, same thing happens a time traveler's wife just want to say that right right that away very true pretty might not be the best judge but flynn is absolutely the worst
3: Wow. Shout out also to Somewhere in Time, which is another romantic uh, um, movie about time travel starring and, Superman.
2: Endgame is absolute nonsense. I just want to make that really clear to pretty. Endgame's, Endgame's time travel is absolute bonkers nonsense. Worst time travel movie out there.
1: Whoa. That's
2: harsh. Isn't Land of is the harsh. with
1: Will Ferrell involving time travel too?
0: Well,
2: I don't uh, actually know if it's the worst, I mean, but it's just the worst back mentioned
1: back
0: today. I think the time turners in Harry Potter are worse I, I, than... I, wanted to, I, I wanted to pick that to be uh, rude. We've had discussions lose, about that. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I,
2: you know, I, I actually agree with that. I, I'm, I'm there.
1: That's fine. <laughs> let's, just, let's just have a nerd debate about causal loops and is there one <laughs> in uh-huh. Harry Potter? Oh, no. <laughs> but, pretty, before we, get, uh, before we start child. to talk about uh. unknowable things like time travel, uh, is it pretty next...
2: I feel like we yep. got two more. Pretty. What's your debate yep. topic?
3: All right. Real simple. Uh, I'm taking us into the world of Pokemans. Can't believe we haven't brought up Pokemans, uh, Pokemon, before um, today. Oh, well, we have. So, anyways, uh, my question's very simple. Um, there is a right answer in my mind. However, I'm going to give it based. I'm going to give the win to whoever provides the best argument. So, what I want to know is in Generation One, which is just Red. And blue, Pokemon red and blue, red and Pokemon Yellow. Uh who is the best of the original three starters? So that's Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. Who is the best of the three? Hovcamp, I'm gonna pull up a picture for you because I realize you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. No, Squirtle's, Squirtle's the cute one of them.
1: turtle. Um the Char yes. the Char one ends up shooting fire, and then Balthazar <laughs> is um the three wise men. One of the three wise yeah.
3: men. Uh sure. So this is Bulbasaur. He's the, the little grass type. Charmander, fire type. Squirtle, water, water type. And they evolve to Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise. So whoever wants to take it first, convince me why somebody other than Charmander is the best. But you'll be um, wrong. I will it's go. I will dark. go
1: last. It's it's definitely Squirtle because no one starts off cuter and turns into a more intimidating force than that beautiful blue turtle. End of debate. <laughs>
0: um okay so i i am going to say that charmander is my favorite and the the one that i picked every time charizard is my absolute favorite pokemon of all time um but the the best starter to have is bulbasaur because um it has the fewest um uh pokemon that are resistant to grass type that's what i'm pretty sure that grass type um has the fewest uh pokemon out there that are resistant to it and so it makes it a good attacker um and it's really only super vulnerable to fire there's not a ton of fire pokemon in gen one so it's 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 Bulbasaur even though Charmander is my favorite
1: just to, just to bring in the d that you skipped on, I feel like that is the most druid answer
0: of you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And druids are my favorite. So. Which is your
2: favorite class, so <laughs> well done. I'm glad, anyway, Kevin, Kevin I'm, I'm glad to go last in this situation. Kevin, pick Fireball. I'm glad to go last in this situation. I'm also glad to know that that um, we all pick something different. Because, I. I he, ready? Here's what's true. Um, if you want to play the Drink. game like a little pansy B-word, you pick Squirtle. Because when you play Pokemon Red and Blue, and, and Yellow, but especially Red and Blue, because this is what we're talking about, because you don't you, you have to choose Pikachu in yellow. In red and blue, if you pick Squirtle, you're good to go right away. The first gym you face is the Rock Gym. Squirtle is the best because super effective. Super effective against Rock. You get through Brock's gym early on. And then the next gym you come to, I believe, is is
3: Cerulean City. Cerulean Misty's
2: City. Misty's Gym, which is water. So you're you're not more or less effective than than theirs with the Pokemon that you chose. Um, but it's like setting it to easy right away, and the the thing that um, you know was always most important to me was don't play the game to beat the first gym. Play the game to beat the last gym. And the, the the Pokemon who's best to beat the last gym is Charizard because he has the opportunity to be both flying, fire, and fighting all at the same time. Those are the those are the best three types to be. Um, other than ground, you know, I, I almost if you said best or most underrated Pokemon I was going to pick Dugtrio because Dig is the most effective move in all of Pokemon game for sure um, because you're basically invulnerable uh, and you're able to be incredibly effective against most types but Charizard the evolution to become Charizard is the best Bulbasaur is the most Gary pick ever you pick any Pokemon Gary picks Bulbasaur And, and that's who he picks because Gary's Gary's a twat, and, and Flynn, I, I think you're the most Gary of the four of us. So, you know, that makes sense that you would choose Bulbasaur. Um, you know what twats do? They use poison-type uh, Pokemon attacks that stun and spore and all these stupid things. And that's all that, that Venusaur ends up being able to really do. Um, I, I always... I always liked Blastoise um, because he just looked awesome. I agree with um uh, Squirtle goes from cute to awesome more than everybody else. Except when you watch the Pokemon series, uh, Char- Charmander is the number one like cutest of all of them. Bulbasaur is, a, is kind of a jerk. Um, Charmander is the cutest and then becomes the most um, the most effective and. Um, is the only is the only Pokemon whose final evolution of those three I would take into the final battle. Uh, I wouldn't take of the other Pokemon that I end up having the opportunity to bring into battle. I don't ever take Bulbasaur. I don't ever take Venusaur. I always end up taking Charizard. Uh, so Charm Charmander the right is the right answer. Charizard is awesome and Charmander is awesome
0: and Charmeleon is awesome I love like that's who I picked I always would pick Charmander but it is the easiest to counter of these three Um, that's why I would pick uh, Bulbasaur and Venusaur because they are the hardest to counter. Um, early
2: on, early on, that's true. But in
0: the game, these are starters. If you and you, the game. You end up getting more Pokemon and stronger Pokemon than these. Like, I, I, there are stronger Pokemon than than the highest evolution of these. And so, you're gonna not go into the final battle. So why don't you start off? And, and Bulbasaur really does set you up for a long term, long term success. More so take, than Charmander. I would take Charizard into the final battle every time. For fun reasons, I choose Charmander. For practical reasons, I choose Bulbasaur. I think it's interesting that that
1: Kevin said that he likes to begin with the final battle in mind and then called anyone that that made it more challenging to go into the final battle by picking someone other than Charizard uh, a pansy B-word. I think the more pansy (laughs) B-word is to make it easier on the hard levels. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you challenge yourself when the game's the most challenging? You're the pansy b-word, Kevin.
3: This is my <laughs> my quick question then for for mostly a follow up for Flynn and Kevin. Sorry, Hove Uh It's Kevin. Hove if you've <laughs> if you've got if you've got Charizard, what like is your what's debate. your go to grass type to kind of substitute in uh, for Venusaur? Like you can't have Venusaur. What's your go to grass type? You don't need a grass type. <sighs> okay, bold statement. Flynn,
2: you, need, the you need you need you need as many flying, and or you need fly and dig, and then you gotta have at least one of the three. <laughs> you know, I think I think the evolution think the of Eevee, uh, the If you have Charizard, you don't need Flareon. Uh, when you end up with uh, Dragonite, you don't need or Gyarados, you don't need the Vaporeon. So whatever the third. EV evolution, you might end up. Jolteon? With. Jolteon. Yeah, Voltion. That's your you know, if you don't have Zapdos, Volteon's the next best there. I, I, I That's true. I don't I don't ever go in with grass type. I don't you So don't wait need a p- minute.
3: Hold on. You're 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 telling me you walk into the Elite Four with like nothing but Pidgeots and Doug Trios.
2: <laughs> no, I walk in with with charizard dig tree doug doug trio's a bomb but doug trio's a boss get he, out of here with that listen doug trio his slash is amazing and dig is the ultimate move i think we i think pretty you have to wrap this up that's
1: fair
3: that's fair uh, okay I, pretty. Uh, i would
0: go in with our 9 is is my my fire cool. type yeah
2: <laughs> yep so nine so tales. uh nine tails is better than our canine
3: I'm gonna uh, while yes, I agree with Kevin. I mean Charmander's the one that I always pick. Uh, I'm giving the win on this one to Flynn uh, you because <laughs> he he brought up the point. Bulbasaur does have advantage against the first two gyms. Also, Kevin, I brought up Gary, that point. Gary picks whatever your Pokemon is weak against, so it makes sense if you've always picked Charmander <laughs> that Gary always has Bulbasaur.
1: Is Gary the person from Pawnee, the parks worker? Does he is that's, he playing? That's the game? Larry. Jerry. That's Larry.
2: I'm pretty this sure it's so Gary. Stupid. Too. That's who I'm imagining is playing. Congratulations, win! But I, I I award no one points. This is stupid. <laughs> the one that likes you. you to both real. are like Charmander is the right God. pick, but I'm going to give it to Flynn because he made an argument that Kevin made better. <laughs> That's what you just said.
3: Well, you at one point I thought you were going to argue for Squirtle, and I was like, Squirtle is the not a great choice because you go into the third gym and you're facing Lieutenant Surge. Exactly. Anyways, moving on, Kevin, you've got a debate.
2: Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know a lot about cars, and I don't have a lot of money. But one of the things that I was doing earlier today was figuring out what it would cost to buy a 1955 Lincoln Futura. Um, God, you just can't work from home, can you? No, I really I really
0: struggled today. Um, <laughs> I've been doing that for a year, and you've done you know, it for one day, and you're like, I'm going to buy a
2: Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and so Lincoln Fortuna is is the uh, you know our Futura I think is what it's supposed to say, but really it's it's pronounced it's pronounced Futura but it's spelled and phonetically is Futura but that's fine um, but I before I die I, I one of the things that I think might be true about me is I want to own a Batmobile um, and so I was curious so since since um, 1966 when the Batman live action series came out if you include the animated series and Lego Batman and and the only one you would exclude is the the 2018 Batman Ninja where the Batmobile is a horse um if you if you exclude that one I refuse since, to include that one okay fine <laughs> if you if right include the horse um since 1966 there have been 17 Batmobiles um 17 different iterations of Batmobiles, uh, both in the um, uh, video games and movies and series and all that stuff. So I'm just curious of you guys. So I want you to convince me um, if I was to buy, you know, if I had all the money in the world and I could buy one Batmobile, which is the right Batmobile to buy?
1: Well, I don't know how you're going to buy a cartoon Batmobile, so I will leave those out. Well, Um,
2: I I think you should really... They can remake those. Yeah, Yeah. just,
1: just... Sure. Just um, answer the question. That's not my, that's not my answer anyway. Um, I'm going to go with the Batmobile from Batman, yeah, the 1989 uh, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton uh,
0: starring movie. That's the one I think of, really. Um, and that's
1: exactly why you should do that, because that's what people think of when they think of the Batmobile. Um, yes, you could get the cool convertible top that Adam West drove around in, but I think when you combine like the sleek, the long front, the winged back, um, Tim Burton's gothic... Uh, Gothic Gotham uh, is really what people now have associated with Batman, and everything else that they do is in some way an update, or renovation of that original design. Um, so I think it's I think it's just the way to go. I think that would be your most successful Batmobile.
2: Can I have a follow up question? Tell me how I rationalize the weird phallic object coming out of the front muffler or the front um, uh, grill of that Batmobile oh uh, you put you put truck
0: nuts underneath it yes uh truck nuts is option number one number two
1: is people don't think that a bat a batmobile is not sufficient overcompensation so you need an extra phallic design uh for that overcompensation so that's my, that's the other obvious reason
2: okay um, and then i the respect third the one, choice but that is my one that is my <laughs> one issue with this design is why do we need to put the weird thing at the front
1: maybe add two phallic things you know why not I mean, I heard that there were thirty phallics on that thing. <laughs>
2: Back to the George Washington. <laughs> what did I watch today? All right, Flynn, pretty, one of you. I'm between two. Pretty, pretty, go ahead. I'm between. I'm. I'm. I'm looking at all of them. Just, just so you know, I'm looking at all of them right now. I'm between two of them. Pretty, pretty, go ahead. Choose one of
3: them. Uh, I'm gonna actually choose uh, the and it is still classified as a Batmobile because I had to look this up because this immediately popped into my head and I was like, Ooh, but would that count as a Batmobile? Um, I'm, I would choose the, uh, the, the like hovercraft type car that uh, was used in Batman beyond hundred yep. percent. Yep. Yep. Um, that just looks so sick. And I remember like watching that growing up and being like, Oh man, I hope the future's like this. This will be so cool. Uh, so yeah, the Batman Beyond, uh, I, I can't even remember what he called it. I mean, but it's called a Batmobile.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It, It—it looks like the, the OG Batwing, but it is technically a flying Batmobile.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hey, shout out to that show. Cause apparently they're, uh, I think rebooting it or trying to do like a follow-up, whatever Batman Beyond or something.
0: so so i don't i don't think that kevin's gonna live long enough in his old age to see flying cars so i don't know if that's necessarily going to be the best choice so that was my my other that was between that one um but more more so um the dark knight trilogy um it's basically a lamborghini tank that turns into a motorcycle so you have two modes of transportation it looks badass um it also looks sleek. Um, so, so when you think about functionality, you think about different modes that you can go in. Um, that's that's a that's a pretty pretty nice combination.
1: I have never been able to reconcile the fact that the wheel on the motorcycle flips over end over end with guns on it, and it's just a totally functional way for a vehicle to operate. Like that's not It's how a it gyroscope. Works. It's not a yeah. gyroscope. Yeah, yeah.
3: I- can I make one more point? Yeah. Great. Uh, also, got to say, Batman Beyond was great because Terry McGinnis is voiced by uh, uh, Eric Matthews. Just throwing that out there.
2: No, I. I th- so <laughs> this is interesting. So I, w- I am not treating this the way that Flynn does, where it's the who agrees with me the most and that person wins. Uh, none of you agree with me because the right, the right answers to this question were the best Batman of all time is in one of the is in one of the worst. Bat uh, the Man Bat- Batman, all the time. Robin. No, it's Batman oh, okay. Forever. Batman Forever is my favorite Batmobile. Um, I love that Batmobile. the The gothic, um, you know, sinister dragon looking Batmobile is my absolute favorite. The close second is the OG, the the 1966 Batman TV show Batmobile, and that's the one I'd probably want to buy more than any of them. Um. I think that Batman Beyond was a tremendous series, and I loved it. Um, <clears throat> but I don't love the pick of the hovercraft. I respect it because it's it's true that it is a Batmobile, not a, not a you know plane. But I, I don't like it. Um, and I actually thought that the ba- the Dark Knight trilogy uh, Batmobile was the um, was one of the best things about that series because it made. It didn't look like any other Batmobile. It it wasn't like we're going to create this comic book universe within this new, you know, supposed to feel real kind of thing. So I thought that it was done really well in the series. But I don't want to drive that, like, ever. Um, You can purchase it right now, actually, and and I don't want it. It's something like $600,000. So Honestly, cheaper um, than I thought. Closest to the two. So basically a Lamborghini
0: tank, so yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I guess so, you got to buy the ammo, though, and that's where it really gets uh, expensive. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, he's going to be gunning down, you know, everything. So um, phallic symbols not prevailing. Uh, I, I do think I'll give the win to Hovecamp, but reluctantly, because the OG Batman 1989 is among, I think, the worst, including Batman and Robin, among the worst of that generation of Batman's Batmobiles. But it was closer to what I was looking for and would most likely to drive, most like to drive. So I'll give the win to Hove Camp because he argued it best and got closest to what I would want, not just what, I didn't ask what the best Batmobile was. I said, what would you want to yeah, drive?
3: Boo. None of those can hit speeds of up to Mach 3. Sure. Sure so
2: next uh, that's it that's the end of Nerd Debate
1: (laughs) two to one to one to zero (laughs) it's pretty the zero again (laughs) did did you have to ask it usually is
3: (laughs) you guys just don't ever pick mine even though I give the most unique answers but it's fine it's fine (laughs) Flynn's favorite films
2: All right, so we're coming back with another edition of Flynn's Favorite films, and so if you've just joined us in the last couple of episodes, we haven't done this in a while. But essentially, Flynn Ashley, Patrick Flynn Ashley, has seen very few movies, and we like to exploit that fact often uh, because the, the the things he has seen and the things he hasn't seen hasn't seen are mind blowing. Though not in a list that we have an exhaustive you know evidence list of, we don't know what he's seen and what he hasn't. It just seems like the things he should have, he hasn't, and the things he you know, that are children's films. He's seen all of them many, many times. Um, so, in this segment, here's what we do Huffcamp and Pretty and I have each found a uh, movie poster for a film that at this point in his life, at age 30, Flynn really should have seen. And we will share our screens for him and we will tell you, the listeners, the name of the film we are showing. He will then look at the poster and whether he's seen it or not, the film will describe to us in as much detail as he can the plot of said film, and we will then decide if he has seen the film or not. I love so, this segment so much. It's That's so great. fun. So That's fun. Love so Love it. We're right. gonna, if you, if you haven't listened to, I believe,
1: episode two, he once described Caddyshack as a combination of The Legend of Bagger Vance
0: and Star Wars. So, which which was pretty
2: close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have not seen it yet,
0: but I assume that it is uh, accurate.
2: You know, eighteen so, weeks later, <laughs> you, should, you should watch Caddyshack. But, um, but okay, here's what we're gonna do. Pretty, I'm gonna put you up first. Yep. And then Hofkamp, you'll go next, and I will close us out with the third film. Um, pretty, we, you will share your screen. Flynn, you will yep. tell us about this film. Great. Now.
3: Love it. All right, so here you go, Flynn. I br- I have brought to you the movie Die Hard. We okay. talked about it as a Christmas movie before, uh, and we very quickly realized you haven't seen it. Uh, but I'm hoping you have seen it. He also, since then. He also
1: has definitely seen Brooklyn Nine Nine, and this movie poster pretty has the basic plot of the movie on it. I think that <laughs> oh, should no, be that's stated. Why, <laughs> that's why I
3: ga- that's why I picked this specific poster because it it says most of what he should need to know.
0: Well, there's 12 terrorists and one cop. Uh, and the odds <laughs> are against John McClain. Now, Um, so, uh, John McLean is a cop and he is, uh, Christmas shopping. Uh, and he is going, I believe to his ex-wife's for Christmas. Um, and he is, is Christmas shopping in in a, in a department store, I think it's a Macy's potentially. Um, and there is a terrorist organization that is, uh, heisting or, or something in this building. I I can't remember exactly what's happening in that building. Uh, but he, uh, has to take them down single handedly on Christmas Eve. I do believe.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm going to share with you two other alternate posters just to see if you can give us any more detail.
1: I'd say, Flynn, (laughs) do you know the name of the villain?
0: uh yeah. I do know the name of the villain <laughs> I just can't think of it right now honestly hmm. uh, nope I can't I can't think of it
3: okay do uh, either of these additional posters give you any more inklings or clues
0: uh, and I see a helicopter uh, and, and and it's in a, a, a very large building. It is impossible
1: to know because anybody that has seen all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine knows the basic plot of this movie to the point where I will accept that Flynn has seen it, but I will not be surprised if he has never seen it and is relying solely on Jake Peralta's synopsis over the course of seven seasons.
3: Oh, he's 100% is. 100% (laughs) is. Uh, Okay, fine. Uh, Real quick, Flynn, a famous Harry Potter actor is in the film. He can what see him. Yeah,
0: that's
3: Alan, Rickman. Like that's Alan Rickman. That's Alan Rickman.
0: That's uh, Ellen Rickman. And I, I, I is is it is it Gruber? Is is that his last name? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Hans
3: Gruber. Hans That's uh,
0: it. Hans Gruber. Got it. Yep. Nailed it. You're the I do Gruber. have to say
3: I like that he threw in a little bit of like a jingle all the way, uh, or not jingle all the way. What's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's going for the yeah. the superhero yeah, toy? Away.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: jingle all the way jingle all the way in with diehard because uh, bruce willis i don't think is necessarily also, this uh, poster
0: is a terrible uh artistic portrayal of alan rickman like that doesn't look much like him at all Flynn has not seen Die Hard.
3: okay that is true next person
0: wait do you want to know wait, if i've seen it or pretty, not pretty you don't get to declare if it's true yeah. this is why your fun facts are often false yeah pretty do, <laughs> pretty have i seen the movie
3: no, we know you haven't seen it, Flynn.
0: Okay, no, I have not seen Die Hard. Hope Camp, you are incorrect. <laughs> I figured I would try.
2: <laughs> it was a good try. I, I, he did well, but he has not seen Die Hard. Uh, I Hoph, What I, is the new? I knew most of Flynn. the details,
0: like Hope Camp said, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yep. Yeah, That's,
1: Oh, I, just, I uh, love this
0: movie. This so is
1: one of my this favorite is a movie movies. that basically Flynn should have seen because he went to college with yep. us, <laughs> and we watched yep. it. A lot. Um, the year before we lived together, we definitely watched it. I've seen it a few times, mostly entirely in college uh, or high school. But like, um, and it's it's Donnie Darko, and it's exactly the poster you're thinking of with the the kind of blue tinted um, faces of characters in the movie, and uh, it's such an interesting movie that Flynn can describe chaos and could be very close to what actually happens. And I'm so So, excited to hear what he thinks Donnie Darko is. about. So
0: I will say this, um, Donnie Darko is about, um, a kid that is kind of going through his, his life. That is, it's, it's a very odd life. I, I remember parts about being in, in high school, but he's like being followed by this, um, this like evil looking bunny character, uh, that no one else can see. Um, and (laughs) I honestly can't remember much else, but I do know at the end of the film, uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it is a quite old movie. Um, there is a plane crash, I believe, in his front yard.
2: I, I really think... Or or a, or
0: a turbine falls in his front yard or
2: something like that. Flynn has seen Donnie Darko one time.
3: See... Eh.
2: And he was not paying attention because it is <laughs> not interesting to Flynn. But he has I, seen it.
3: Mm, I don't even know if he's seen it one time or if he's just heard Hove Camp... Talk about it uh, because that that was a very like eh, here's some, some maybe things that maybe happened, but maybe not, um, and like one mention of a correct character.: Flynn, who's, who's the main who's one of the main actors in it?: No clue. I mean, I he saw does, him on the poster I, names, I don't know
0: though. actors' names, though. like okay, fine.
3: All right, well, um, I'm going to say it's a no. You don't, you, you have not seen Donnie Darko. Hove Camp, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think uh, Flynn has seen Donnie Darko or not? Pretty said, yeah, pretty said no.
2: I said yes. Hove Camp, pretty, uh, Flynn has seen Donnie Darko one time. Hmm. It's a really tough movie to know
1: anything about. And so even <laughs> if you forget parts of it, if you're anywhere close to a decent plotline of it, I'll say I'll agree with Kevin. I think he's seen it but probably doesn't have the best memory of it. And it is a tough movie to describe.
0: I have seen Donnie Darko a couple of times, but they <laughs> but they were early high school, late middle school. So I haven't seen it in 15 plus years. So you know, you it, could, it's you could hard. Age I, I know it's a weird plot. A time and a half. Yeah, I know it's a weird plot. and I know it's 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 hard to explain. Coupled with only seeing it when I didn't have a developed brain, I probably can't describe it very well. So I would like to watch it again. Um, so
2: I might do that. Anytime soon. you want. Anytime you soon. want. I own it. Uh, I, I believe I own it I, as well. That's I'll tell you what. Every time I see that movie poster, I go. Oh my God, Drew Barrymore was in that movie. And I forget that every time. Um, I never forget Patrick Swayze was in it. I always forget Drew Barrymore was in that movie and has very strange interactions all I chose it.
1: that movie because like, I feel like everybody has seen it, but also somehow no one has seen it. But all of us should have seen it. Yeah. Um, yep. And I was really hoping Flynn hadn't because it was going to create some
2: very interesting <laughs> no, discussion. I, I yep. have. I have. Um, it's right, just so been I'm, a long, long time. I, I had chosen a movie that uh, I love, that I think is one of the best movies of all time, but is not technically in the most people have seen this. So the spirit of this segment, I sw—I switched to a different film that is one of the most quoted films in cinematic history, and every human being should have seen it by the time they turn 30. And I am showing Flynn the... Um, Little Nicky? The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride uh, movie poster. And I can't wait for Flynn to tell me about the Princess Bride.
3: Wait, this is the official poster? Yeah. Interesting. I guess I've never seen the official poster. I mean, there are are
2: several posters, just like all movies. But when I Googled Princess Bride movie poster, this was one of them that came up. So the Princess Bride um,
0: is about an enchanted uh, universe where this, this uh, hopeful young lad is, is trying to find love and he is doing so by, by seeking out a princess that is, has been locked away for years. And so he, he uh, you know, has, has uh, a journey ahead of him with, with, with a lot of weird characters, including Andre the giant. Um, (laughs) And and so, so (laughs) he, he 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 eventually uh, makes it to his princess bride and makes her uh, an offer of of marriage. Well Inconceivable! Done. You mean? Do you mean? Do you mean an offer
1: of marriage?
2: Marriage is oh what <laughs> <laughs> awful us offer of marriage. Together. So. Um, I commend you for getting some, I'm sorry, one thing right. (laughs) Um, Andre the Giant is in this movie. That is true.
3: And technically, uh, Wesley is a young lad in the beginning of the film.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is, uh, as soon as you say seeking out a princess, it is
0: woefully (laughs) incorrect, and you've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You see this movie. Dude. So, I have some news i have no. seen this once no you in haven't. the last five years no you i haven't. just don't remember anything about it
2: you you got oh, my
0: nothing God. right so lauren was like you need to watch this movie and it's been since we've been in our house and we've only only been in our house for four years so yeah it's been in the last four years um you didn't pay yeah. attention I did not. I did not no, pay attention. You didn't pay attention. No, I, no, I not No, it's
3: got literally the best cinematic sword fighting scene in all of history. See,
0: I I, uh, I mean, mixed I'm not this saying movie wrong, up. I mixed this movie up with um, what's the what's the other movie that uh, not spam a lot.
2: Um you're talking about the movie where it's like, my name is Inigo Montoya. You no. killed my father. Prepare no, to that's also uh, this movie. I,
0: No, I mixed this movie up with uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And the Holy Grail? Yeah, I, I mixed this movie this up It's one guy. That. Do better. He's, that's
3: King Arthur. I, I wow. know, they're
0: equated in my head. They're the same you thing. You also I, didn't describe
2: that movie, though. I know. And but- there isn't a the sword fight in that movie. The sword fight in that movie is King Arthur like wailing yeah, at the black, 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 black knight, just impaling him. Like those two,
0: so they're equated as old comedies that everyone quotes that I never saw growing up, and now that I've seen them, I get the quotes. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, they're you don't they're, they're get one, the
1: one of like, one of the very interesting things um, since quarantine has been a part of my life is w- there wasn't this whole exchange of like you got to see this movie back and forth. Uh, we basically each have seen like two movies, and this was absolutely the movie that I made her watch. As soon as I found out she hadn't seen it, I was like, "This isn't. This isn't. You haven't seen Die Hard. This is. You haven't seen the movie that I know you will love because everyone loves it, and it is an amazing, timeless classic. And you will understand quotes that people have been saying to you for years, and you have to watch it." And see Flynn, when I watched watch
0: it, it for real, when I watched it, all I could think of is, "Oh, I've heard that before."
2: So it's not funny when I hear it again in context. Oh, you, you, didn't pay, you were on your phone the whole time. You did not pay attention. He's you only did not mostly care dead. about this movie. You, you did. You, listen, if I could give Kristen my wife, like, uh, in order to be able to speak to me again, you have to watch these five movies before we can talk again. This is on her list because she also just won't sit down and watch this movie and 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 look at it for what it is. Do better, Flynn. Do you better.
0: Know, oh you know, I will. I will eventually watch it yet again, and probably pay attention. No, you
3: won't, dude. Maybe. I have, I have no literally. Opinion. Okay, hold on, hold on. I just have to quickly say, Flynn, you love Psych, and in Psych. They make such a big deal about Carrie Ellis being like one of the main guest stars because he yeah, was also. Yeah, I don't get the
0: reference. Like, oh. I told you I love Psych, but I don't get most of the references in Psych. So.
3: That's fair. the Kenny
1: Loggins yeah. episode, one of your favorites, because I feel like you get the, that those <laughs> I references get I get more the, than the Kenny Loggins references. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 <Of course laughs> you oh my God, <laughs> Flynn! Can we play a game now? Yeah, let's, let's play a game.
2: game. Let's play a game.
3: Yeah, Flynn. Now you get to humiliate us. Well, Go ahead.
2: Ba- <laughs> I'm gonna gonna humiliate be... Okay, so oh, this is redemption time for me,
0: baby. Redemption time. Uh, All right. So, 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 uh, Cora. Uh, at oh, her we're doing work. this again. Yeah, we're doing this yeah, again, we're doing this a big again. Fan. So, I was a big so I texted fan of uh, Cora. not losing the first and only time we did it <laughs> I was golfing with my dad today and I was trying to come up with a game and I texted Cora, I texted Cora and I was like can you give me nine more medical terms with three of them being fake and she was like sure I can do that and so she just like emailed me while at work uh, because uh, you know she's not super
2: busy being saving sitting around making like up reasons why people yeah, are so, sick so, uh, once again uh,
0: listener of the week Cora uh, for, for producing this Yo, segment for us no. Kevin's mailing you a t-shirt soon I'm not sure you're allowed um, to be listener
1: of the week more than once in the first 20 episodes
3: we only have 20 listeners we We've wrote, got to have we wrote that, the that in yeah, the before yeah, we, we started this podcast so we can get we have it, it, who else is, as who as else is be... listener of the week
0: who,
1: who else week? can be listener of the week so many Me. other people Carrie Elwes I'm wearing our t-shirt Carrie Elwes is listener of the week Send Who? him a t-shirt, pretty.
3: Carrie Ellis, Wesley, Dread Pirate Roberts, the movie you haven't seen.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Pierre Despero. So, so, <laughs> uh, I get that reference. Uh, yeah, Carrie Ellis, <laughs> listener of the week. He'll tweet out when he gets a t-shirt from us. The then our pod will become huge. All right, so so I have nine medical terms to bring to these guys, uh, three of them being fake. I'm gonna go through this list randomly yet again uh, to see who can get the most right. Last time we did some wagers. Would you all like to wager?
3: Yes. Is that a question? No, that's a statement. Yes. I did. I did technically.
2: Replenish my bottle of the Neely Family Distillers' authentic Kentucky moonshine, which is congratulations. You know, 120.2 proof.
3: It's good. It's, it's good here.
2: Stuff. Um, it's an Let's option. Do it. Let's do it. Do you want to
0: do that every time you get one wrong? I don't get things wrong, so yes. Uh,
1: okay. Last time, Kevin. Let's do last it. time, Kevin wagered that he would be better than pretty and i and he was in fact worse than pretty and i No, I
2: was better than you i just didn't get
1: the and, right questions hold on
3: <laughs> i want to toss out uh that we should make uh sure let's do the traditional okay you take you know a little swig or a shot of whatever crappy stuff you've got around yeah, if you get it wrong whenever you get one wrong mm-hmm. but i want to toss out something winner uh, to losers, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're all going to see each other here in a couple days. It's true. Something right. that can be it's true. doled out in person. We can
0: dole it out in episode 20, uh, 21 when we record it in person f- for the first time. I would, all uh, I
1: would also like Flynn to make an over under guess. Yep. In order yeah, to put in, in the wager. Over under guess
0: on the totals here? Yep. Okay. I I think know, on, you on, how many, on how many total we get right. I think you will get five six, uh, Five right Five right Over under five and a half Okay I guess I here's should have my said proposal. No 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 You just have to guess how many we get right I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess you all get five right
3: Okay here's my proposal Loser automatically has to do a shot of Malort this Saturday Okay Like the overall loser uh, Second or losers. place Or losers Sure first place doesn't have to do a shot of Malort gets to dish a shot of Malort to anyone else. Uh, and the other person takes an Ohio River.
1: Yep. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will not take no Ohio, <laughs> Rivers Ohio River ever again invented, in my life. Was invented by, uh, I invented yeah, by it. commoner Kevin Reynolds. I invited, he's invited it. He's almost going to have
0: to buy Jaeger if that's the case. He a, he, w-
1: <laughs> we were at a bar, someone's birthday, one of our friend's birthdays, and he goes, I need uh, Jaeger and
0: orange juice. And that was an Ohio River, because it looked like the Ohio River. It doesn't... I've had one. It doesn't taste as bad as it so sounds. So, I think it's perfect guess, for... Yes, it does. I think it's perfect for the first runner-up. Okay. T- whatever. I'm not taking it. Okay, so we're, so we're spitballing the, the rules thing as I'm gonna we win. go here. So, we're producing the show as we go. Uh, so, so, Loser takes a shot of Malort. Second place... Uh, so how about second place takes... Um, just a Jeffers a, Creek. A, Jeffers well, Creek a full bourbon. shot of of whatever bourbon that you bring. So, uh, whatever bourbon you're sipping on Saturday, you take a full shot of it before before starting the episode. Okay. Yep. Because none of us really want to shoot bourbon; we want to sip no. bourbon. Um, so it's both not uh, a super big punishment, but also we don't want to do it. And then the winner gets to dish. mmm um, Shot of whatever. A shot, shot of, of winner's choice. Winner's choice to who? Everyone? To one person. Sure.
2: To everyone. To, no, to everyone. I'm, <laughs> to I'm every. feeling
3: confident. Let's go. Let's so go. winner the other i To so the other we We'll nope. see
2: how this goes. Nope. <laughs> we got to set Let's the
0: camera in it, too. You're in winner it, too. Winner dishes a it's shot the to the other Perfect. three. So I'm not taking any malort. my lord. No, so um, here's Flynn. So here, here's what Flint's. it is. Here's what it is. Here it is. Last place, shot of Malor. Uh Second place takes a shot of the uh, bourbon that you bring on Saturday. Um, the, the winner then makes a cocktail shot. So something like a kamikaze where it's mixed. It could be an Ohio River shot. So the winner dishes those three shots to the other three people, me included. Okay.
3: That sounds great. And Flint, so it's if you a cocktail get your over, shot.
0: If you if you guess correctly, then
1: you take whatever you want instead of being dished to.
0: Okay, fair. So I'm gonna guess five. Um, so those are agreeable terms. Alright, let's do this. Kevin, you are up first. What's the order? Goes Kevin Hovecamp, Pretty.
3: Again. Age order. Also beauty order. Most attractive being last.
0: All right, Kevin, your <laughs> medical term is Crippin virus. We're <laughs> all taking a start. <laughs> Crippin virus. Made up. That is true. Can uh. you tell me what it's from? No.
1: I was my, my guess. I was gonna guess it was made up, and she was just watching an episode of Gangland when you texted her.
0: It is and from like, I Am Legend.
3: Oh, oh, that's the virus that they all get that turns them into vampires. That's vampire a good one zombies.
0: from Cora. That's a good one. I, that was the I was the, I was a tough one. That was a tough one you, to start Cora? off with. We've alluded Cora. to
1: I Am Legend so many times,
0: and I all had, right. I was not picking that up. Pretty Graves yep. disease or okay, Hope oh, Graves thought, disease. Yeah. This is a very rare,
1: if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's a hereditary condition, I forget exactly what it does, but you are essentially, like, guaranteed to die at, like, like before you're 40, so, and you could pass it on to your kids, but you might not have it, like, if your dad gets diagnosed with it, you, they can test you, I don't know exactly what it does, um, I'm pretty sure that's right. So, like, you can get tested for it, find out if you have it, but then you might not want to know. And I think I'm right. But what
0: is it, though? I, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of looking up the, the stuff as you're talking. I don't. So it's, it's, a, it's, Im, a very,
1: it's a hereditary. It's a hereditary
0: disease. It's an immune disorder. Um, it's, it, it's basically the, an, an overproduction of thyroid hormone. So I'm I'm not gonna give you that one.
1: If it if it's what I'm thinking it is, I'm gonna give it to myself.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh it also it might really not be what I was thinking okay. of. Okay. I, I, I think you're thinking of Huntington's disease the yep, 100% yes. was thinking of Huntington's That's
3: disease That's what, yeah
2: <laughs> So, Fair I just enough. You know, I know I don't get Fair a point enough. for that But I wanted to just say oh, oh, how camp was describing Huntington's I disease I
1: was like, I've seen <laughs> stories on this thing I got this It was the first, yeah. like, common name that, No, I, that I, I could I, think I, of. it was a decent Dang. guess But it was definitely
0: wrong Okay, pretty I'll concede yep. that one Jacob your medical term is angina.
3: Oh, angina is um, heartburn. Yep,
0: I'll give it to you. Chest pain is what she described it as, but I'll give you heartburn.
3: I had some angina the other night from uh, the whatever weird wonky bourbon I drank.
0: Kevin, you are <laughs> back up. Your medical term is geographic Tongue.
3: <laughs> what? Geographic, geographic tongue? tongue? Can you use it in a sentence?
0: <laughs> the patient had... Geographic,
2: geographic tongue. <laughs> I
3: tongue. Said yes,
0: he can. <laughs>
2: my default is going to be if i don't really know anything close to what it is i'm going to say it's made up i'm going to say it's made up it is a condition that causes harmless patches to
0: appear on the tongue that resembles the red islands
3: what
2: <laughs> it's a real thing no way no way <laughs> that has to be made up google it
3: Ooh, oh my gosh i'm looking that up right now
2: all right i i does it?
1: Disagree, uh, I, a, I have a question. Does it resemble harmless? the Red Islands or just Red Islands? Red Islands. Okay, I was going to say because I don't know where the Red Islands are um, and I feel okay. like I...
0: It, it, yeah, it resemble... Okay, you know I don't know ge- <laughs> geographic terms. I didn't know if the well, Red was my Islands question. were was, a thing <laughs> or not. I didn't... <laughs> Oh man, thanks for sharing your screen. Oh man, no. It
3: looks like somebody's tongue has sunburn, is what it looks oh, like. Oh man, um. that's
0: disgusting. Okay, thank you uh, for that. Uh, I think it's now. Who Hope is it? Gam-ster. It's Hovecamp.
3: Camp. Yeah, it's, it's 1 to so, 0 to so, 1. I'm so
0: angry. <laughs> Monkey Nucleosis. I'm going to go with Made Up.
2: No, this is real.
0: That's fine. What is it, Kevin? I don't know, but it's real. It is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hope Camp, do you know what it's from?
1: Wait, did you say mango or monkey? Monkey. <laughs> uh, I, it sounds like a Futurama
3: thing, but it i do not idea. It is Hey Arnold. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um when Monkey Man it's a monkey disease that is caused
0: if a person is touched touched by a monkey, and Helga thinks she has this disease when a monkey kisses her arm. Yep, nice one. Don't don't remember,
2: that's why I Hel- thought it was Helga real is, because I remember that, is, that episode really well. That
0: is a very problematic show to go back
1: and watch Helga's oh just yeah. existence with.
2: Yeah. Anyway, we don't
3: yes, have. Yes, <laughs> but also that show was also great for just showing like overall like. Inclusiveness and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, they did a decent job.
3: All right, okay. pretty. That was a big one. Your term term to even it up is
0: Spattergroit.
3: Spattergroit. Is this S P A T T E R G R O I T? Yes. <laughs> All right, I win, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not a spelling bee, but... <laughs> I believe, hang on, pretty as pretty
1: cat watching the spelling bee right now?
0: No. Because uh, I saw that the semifinals were on,
1: like, yesterday, so I just assumed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh gosh, uh, Spattergroit Spattergroit, come on. it's a real thing No, come
1: on <laughs> This
0: is also from Harry Potter
1: It's Harry
2: Potter
0: <laughs> Okay, well, you all just ruined it, Pretty got it wrong uh, I know, it's you got Dragon it wrong. We,
1: yeah, of course we're gonna ruin it because he has a chance to talk himself into being right And we
0: want him to be wrong Okay, okay, Pretty on, you got it wrong i keep you under five
3: Wow, y'all didn't give me a chance to talk myself back out of it <laughs>
0: Nope Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, you're all, I believe, one for one Yep, one for two Oh, one for two, but yes. Work. Yeah, one for two. One Same and thing. one. Same thing. And all of the fake ones are off the board.
3: Yep. That is true.
0: That's a good, yes. good maneuver on yes. hopefully
1: Chorus' part, because I don't want to give you any credit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> you're
0: up. Is a continent... <laughs> With probably the second E-U-R-O-P-E. least second least uh, insect
1: diversity of all the continents. Uh, north okay, we're both having a I spelling
0: win. bee and a geography bee tonight. I don't understand. Um, okay. All of the bees. Vericella.
3: Vericella. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's
0: when you eat a spotty meatball.
1: You <laughs> everyone, too heard much
0: pretty's wrist. everyone heard Pretty's wrist shaking back and forth as he goes, Vericella. <laughs>
2: That's a little, that's a little racist. Tiny <laughs> American eggs upbringing. Okay, uh, Vericella.
0: Do you to spell it? Yeah. No, Kevin can spell it. V-A-R-I-C-E-L-L-A. Vericella. Or Vericella.
2: Vericella is the... Common term for a headache or migraine? It is the
0: chicken pox.
3: Ah.
1: I was going to guess Kevin. something
0: highly related to
1: the prefix Vera and have been equally as wrong as Kevin. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> I just want to point this out. Hovcamp, you and I have to get this right to push Flynn.
0: No. If, we if get, you both get it wrong. Flynn you said all we would three, get 3. Yeah, come in last. So. Flynn said we would get 5.
1: And we have to get we a, right we now get have it right. 3.
0: So here's That's the thing true. pretty.
1: I am going to get it right. I'm going to try to get it right, I should say. If I do, then you have to do that <laughs> so that we both win and are better doctors than Kevin. That
0: also Absolutely. makes that
1: also makes Flynn correct. So that's a thing that you're going to have to decide if I get mine right. (laughs) That's cool. If I get mine wrong, then you just get it right. Hopefully, you don't. And we all tie one hands wrong. Everybody
2: loses. Epistaxis. (laughs) (sighs) Hey, Cora. Next time, just stop. Okay? (laughs) Don't do this. E P I S T
0: A X I S. Epistaxis. Drug overdose. It is a nosebleed. Caused by too much cocaine.
2: <laughs>
1: no, say it like Jerry say,
2: say it like say it like Jerry Seinfeld. Cocaine. Yeah. Caused <laughs> by too much cocaine. <laughs> Why do I have to say it <laughs> like Seinfeld? Because Kevin it doesn't Apparently it's Seinfeld's funnier funny.
3: that way.
0: <laughs> all right, pretty, you have one chance to win it all. Otherwise, you all come in last place because you can't come in first place by only getting one out of three.
1: Here's here's the thing. We would all come in tied for first and Flynn would have lost. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's what's true.
0: all. (laughs) All right, pretty Wilson's disease.
1: I can't see and also, pretty. You anybody. should have already won because you had spatteroid.
2: Yeah, if that is. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. You got the fake
3: one wrong. I spelled wrong. it right. I spelled it right.
0: Uh, the easy fake one, I thought. Wilson's disease. Do you need me to spell okay. it?
3: No, <laughs> nope. I don't. I'm gonna go with my gut on this one. And I'm gonna say this is a condition. In which one attributes uh, lifelike or um, uh, buddy friendship-like qualities you were towards inanimate Castaway. objects, uh, <laughs> aka as Tom Hanks does with Wilson the volleyball in Castaway.
2: I I, I love it. I agree. I agree with. That's right. Yep, that's a hundred percent right. Yep. I'm also Are you pretty, serious? Yep. I'm also pretty sure from an episode Wait. of um, from an episode. Is, is that really right? No, it's not no. right. I, 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 <laughs> I think from an episode of House, it has something to do with metal in the bloodstream or copper in the bloodstream or something. I remember that from an episode of House. It is a genetic
0: disorder that causes too much copper to accumulate in the body.
2: But but I, but he can not get right So It doesn't matter. We're all tied for first, and Flynn takes a shot.
1: <laughs> of whatever the winner chooses, which I believe no, is now the all winner, three of us. the winner,
0: uh, the the winner was to, I believe, uh, do a mixed drink shot that I think all four of us will take next time. Uh, uh, so no,
1: all right, here's what
0: it is. Here's what it that's is. That's the thing. Yeah, every no, all of no, the other I people that didn't come in first, but all of you are tied, so that means everyone first. else comes. This we all is, came uh, in first. Yeah.
1: This is how this has we to be do done a, now. We can do
0: a, a tiebreaker. This is no, no.
1: This is how this is. This should be done. Uh, Flynn, this weekend when we are all together, you will play Choose Your Fate. Me, Kevin, and Pretty will align four shots. You will decide who takes which shots blindly. Oh, man. Anything could Uh, be in the shot. Choose
3: your... Choose Your Fate for our listeners. Choose Your Fate is a game that uh, I believe Hove and I maybe uh, came up with and kind of Colin, uh, where we randomly mix shots together and then one person decides, uh, kind of very much like in the end of uh, Last Crusade, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, when you have to choose which cup to drink from, uh, you have to choose which shot glass to take a shot from. And uh, you can choose wisely or choose poorly.
1: This game can be played with... Like 25 different liquors mixed together into one little shot Uh, Pretty once did it where all of the shots involved were half bourbon half 151 so no one won that one Um, but you can do some where like you put a splash of color in one to make it look less like more appetizing but it's actually just like straight cinnamon vodka or something you know all kinds of fun stuff you can do that's what we're going to do Flynn is the chooser as the loser the three of us will decide because we have won
3: Yes. Uh, so Hofkamp, when I did that, everyone did. Uh, I poured one fifty one, in everyone's shots. That was in reference to the Princess Bride. <laughs> for those who you know, I, I think we had all built because because pretty has
1: spent the last several years building up immunity to one fifty one. I think
2: for those playing along with the drinking <laughs> game at home, the literally count tonight was only it four. Was, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't. It, it was wasn't only five. four, and the and the here's what's true. Um, if you two. count me just saying it, the second. Um, it's, you know. Yeah, it's it's low. It's as well. now three. So there's only seven. There's only seven drinks this episode. So we need to do better next time. But I, this yeah. has been
3: fun. <coughs>
2: do better. That's so. Right yeah. Thing. Well. So to start the next episode, no, we only say that to you. We only say do better to you.
0: You. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. No. So to start the next fair. episode, we uh, only say do better to you. We will. We will have choose your fate. Um <laughs> And I will choose who takes what shot. You all can collaborate on what the shots will be. Yes. We know how to do that. Okay. Sounds good.
3: All right. Well, until next time... uh you didn't ask for any of this, uh, but this was the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Uh, join us next time. Have a bourbon with us. Uh, we're not going to pay for your bourbon. Sorry for those of you who think that we're saying have a bourbon on us, like we'll pay for it. Have a bourbon with us, and we'll see you next time.
2: Pour a Get bourbon out. on top of our bodies, there so you are can. Four have it. Shots you can take a shot here. of <laughs> bourbon.
1: Each shot is unique.
2: Nobody's
1: your own <laughs>
2: Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I really don't know why we call our listeners pods. I can only assume that it stands for Pit of Despair, which is what I imagine most of you feel like you're in every Friday while listening or whenever you get around to enjoying the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. But if you are among the select few who are really liking what you're hearing and want to get involved in the show, like it, rate it, review the show, send us some comments, follow us on all the social medias at Aired B&B, and give us some feedback and tell us more of what you'd like to hear um, and you know tell us the things that you'd like to hear less of um, and, and why all those things are Flynn. Uh, looking forward to the uh, episode next week. I think you'll really enjoy it. But for now, have a great afternoon, evening, and good night. Cheers.